Hi there, you're listening to the 247 Girl Boss Podcast, and I'm your host, Ola. In this podcast, we discuss the successes, failures, and pivotal moments that make the career change journey worthwhile. Expect to have a few laughs, be encouraged, and get equipped with the mindset, tools, and resources required on the journey to finding the careers you love and making a difference where you live. Yes, welcome to another edition of the 247 Girl Boss podcast really glad to have you here and today in the house we have the activator the president of african startup international and uh, the ceo and founder of just ebay consulting just thank you very much for coming on board today glad to have you here thank you so much for having me it's my pleasure to be here Mm. thank you for coming um how's it been for you how have you been doing okay yeah, well, very fantastic. Uh, for me, I think this is about the best times of my life. It, it sounds weird, but I, that's what it is. I've, I've not been this, um, I think the right word is, I've never been this put together as a person. I don't know if COVID is responsible, but I think I like the fact that we're locked down for some time. <laughs> Fun fact, I just learned that just isn't a short form for Justina. It's actually just... <laughs> yes, it's which just... is such a nice and unusual and, and cute name to have. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so let tell us a little bit about you. Well, um, I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I have three children, and I'm married to my high school sweetheart. We grew up together in the same neighborhood, and after school we went our separate ways. But yeah, we reconnected again, and we have three kids together. I, I run a, a couple of businesses. I used to work for Diamond Bank slash Access Bank. I think my career lasted for about eight years. And just less than two months ago, I left the banking industry to focus fully on entrepreneurship. Of course, I've been an entrepreneur in between for about four years. But now we're doing it full time. And right now, I run a consulting firm that with a key focus on marketing and sales intervention for businesses. And very recently, we are launching the Association of African Startups. The goal is to create a hub where we can produce the sets of entrepreneurs or startups that will rebuild Africa. Because I believe very strongly that everything we need to push Africa to its destiny lies in the hands of so many people who are either too afraid to start or have started and falling by the wayside. Not because they don't want to do it, but because they don't have the requisite knowledge or skills to birth what is in them that is a tool to build in the African continent. And so that's why we're launching, launching the association so that it can serve as a learning hub to put together the finest speakers, trainers, consultants across Africa and will pour into this one's called startups so that data can begin to, you know, productively produce results at a capacity that would have ripple effects on the African economy as time goes on. So, yeah, um, I think that's about a little about me. And the final thing is I'm a Jesus lover. I love Jesus. I believe he just makes the world go around. All right. I think that's about it for me. Thank you. Thank you very much. So um, you mentioned that you were working in the bank before you worked there for eight years. Um, so tell us a little bit about your transition, because I know many of my audience like to hear, want to hear about this. What, at what moment did you know that it's time that you, 
you you were unhappy and you wanted to leave the banking sector for me i had i think i'm self-aware enough and i kind of get an unrest when i'm no longer happy somewhere what was it for you and how did you when did you make up your mind to do it, something it's, it's usually the same for everybody and allow me to digress just a little bit restlessness is a gift from god to a person restlessness is god saying to you come greater is waiting on the other side and so when you become restless it's not because there's something wrong with you it's because there's something inside of you crying to be birthed how you respond to that restlessness will determine if and when that thing crying for expression will be birthed in my case it happening four years into my career you know i was still young i mean i think i just had my second baby then but i was still very young i think at my 29 slash 30 i became very restless and i was saying this can't be it because i had worked in operations and it was very monotonous you know you come in credit debits credit debt. it was monotonous and you know my brain is, is so restless my personality is so vibrant and because i had done that so often it became stifling mm -hmm. and as long as i knew that this can't be it at that 40 year it wasn't a time to go yet. When you begin to feel that restlessness, the first thing you must do is identify the source of that restlessness and what can be birthed so that you can begin to nurture what is birthed. Because God will not push you out when he hasn't given you something to nurture that you can almost move to when he's pushing you out of one place. Except, of course, you have a special calling slash assignment in your hands to just go really focus on maybe ministry or something else. But, you know, most times he would give you restlessness so that you can identify birth, nurture, then have so much attachment to what you are nurturing before he now says, okay, move, go and face what it is you have been nurturing. Mm -hmm. And that's usually, that's actually what happened to me. So the minute I became restless, I started asking God, why did you put me on earth? What's my purpose? What's my gift? And all of that. And for me, I started prayerfully asking, but one day it became clear, you know, in the open, you know, I had a, my husband threw a surprise birthday party for me with our friends. And after they had given me gifts, somebody said in the audience, um, please give us a thank you speech, something like that. And, you know, my thank you speech turned into a keynote. And everyone around were looking and saying, we don't know this area of just. We know just the banker. We don't know the just the orator, the public speaker, the keynote speaker. And then my husband came to me and said, babe, you should be doing this for a living. It came so natural. And at the time, I didn't even know my speaking gift was a thing. Because as, as young as I was, I started representing my school in primary school for debates. It went into secondary school where I would be the smallest, yet I would be competing with people who were in SS3. At that level, I was already representing my school for presidential debates in secondary school. You know, I would travel out of school, travel to places to go and debate. I didn't know it was a thing until four years into my marriage and career life that my husband pointed it out to me. Of course, I believe that was divine. And that started my search. So I started finding out who are the top 10 or top five in this industry. What can I learn? How are they profiting from it? And that led me to several searches until I identified what I could potentially be doing. And then I started working, doing that and doing my job. So uh, I, I don't know if I still have a lot, a lot of time. Should I keep going? Um, let me ask a follow-on question from that, just uh, for okay. a minute. So you talked about um, you didn't realize that your speaking was a thing. 
Yeah. Uh, there'll be many people that will be listening that will also have many people in the world nowadays. They have gifts, they have things that come so naturally to them that it's they are not utilizing or they don't even realize that they have. How does somebody get to the place that you start realizing what comes naturally to you, become self-aware of the things that you should actually be uh, optimizing and maximizing and using for the benefit of the world around you? What would you say? Fantastic. So the minute you get restless, the first thing to do is listen to your inner conversations. That you have to assume a still posture. When I say still posture, you can be moving, going to work, coming back, but your spirit must be still. Anytime you are restless, there's like a tumbling going on. The response to tumbling is stillness in the spirit so that you can, your antennas can become so aware that you pick everything that happens around you. Once you pick everything that happens around you, it means that you can identify when your energy levels are on the high, your energy levels are on the low, and you can begin to attribute activities that brings all the different energy levels. Your antenna begins to become very attentive and you start journaling, start taking note. Once you start taking note of those things, those things that give you high energy levels, there are things to take note and then look at them with a microscopic lens and try and pull it out deconstruct it. Sometimes you may not be able to do it by yourself. You may need to sit with a consultant or somebody who is an expert or who is doing well already in that supposed sector or industry that you identify so that you can see what you can potentially do with what it is. Listen, I just need to quickly chip this in. You've become restless. You know something needs to change. And you know, but, but you also know you can't live where you are yet. What are the steps? What should you be doing? And how should you approach approach the next steps make progress fantastic thank you i like i, I love the questions you ask and I, I i just want to say thank you again because the questions you're asking to a lot of people is answer to the deepest desires they have mm. i say this because I, I i know what i'm saying but let's move away from that the first things that i would advise for anyone who is there to do is take a break of work you see, the things I'm sharing with you are things I wish I knew earlier. Before I answer your question, Ola, allow me to digress. When God said to me it was time for me to resign from my job and gave me a weird instruction, weird, you know, I shared it with you. Mm -hmm. Very weird instruction. I said to myself, I'm going to obey God, but I'm not going to do life anyhow. Meaning, before I jump into what it is I feel like I want to do, you know when you think, think you have resigned, mm -hmm. or you want to keep jumping, the thing to do is go away. Commune. When you commune, I bet you there's no how you will not hear. It's impossible for you not to hear. Once you hear, document the things you have heard. Once you live there, the next thing is to say, social media is available at our dispensation. Meaning, I can have my day job and still do my business using social media. In fact, COVID has made it very obvious that we are in the digital era. So that means you can sit in the comfort of your home right now listening to me and register a business with um, any registering body, whatever country you live in, and start your business immediately. In fact, you don't necessarily need to register with a certified body before you start the business on social media. The big question is, this thing that you have identified you want to do, who are the customers? Meaning, who is the ideal person? How much are they going to pay? 
How can I craft my products and services? How can I brand it such that people will accept it and pay for it? And these are things that you will need to hire an expert to teach you or take courses to teach you. And one of the first things I say to people is, it's not about jumping to start, it's about getting the knowledge first. Without the knowledge, you'll fumble. So while you have identified what it is you want to do and you have identified you want to use social media, first get the knowledge, have somebody, in fact, hire a coach, guys. They shorten your learning curve. I'm not, I kid you not. I've made so many mistakes. If you're listening to me today, don't make those mistakes. Hire a coach. Because with a coach, what you achieve in two years, you can literally achieve it in three, four months. Right? So yeah, that's, that, that, those are the basic steps that you should take. Okay. So um, we're going to come back to touch on how to get sales because I know you're the queen of sales. Um, but before we go there, I don't, I want us to, um, we're, we're building a story here. Um, so how did you, you were working, you started your um, business on the side. What are the things you did to start to gain efficiencies? You have children, you have your day job, you have your side hustle. How did you become efficient with each of those? Give us five, five, five things or a story. Okay. So the first thing to understand is the world is not going to wait for you, no matter your excuses. I like to hit people with facts because sometimes you need some aha moments to knock sense into you. <laughs> oh yes. The world does not care what is going on with you. They are not going to wait. They will move. In fact, let me shock you. My father always says to me, if you like, do pity party. The world will collect what you have and run with what you have. He says, so pity party don't help nobody. Meaning, I know you have many areas of your life going on. Can you make it work? Yes. If it is doable, can we find out how? Leading me to my story. I have children. So that means I know I need to have a support system. And that support system needs to be taken care of. Let me tell you the problems a lot of us have, especially as women. You have a nanny, eh? and the nanny, you treat the nanny like dirt, yet you leave the nanny with your children. It's not going to work. It's not. The nanny is first a human being before taking care of your children. So any human being you cannot take as your own dependence, for lack of a better word. My nannies are my children, right, if they are young. They are my children if they are young. Meaning, I see them as the firstborn. So everything I would ordinarily do, I see them that way. And they see that this is genuine. They have the most times they will transfer it to your children. But in my case, I have my mother-in-law live with me. For a lot of women, they say, ah, that's even worse. <laughs> when I told my coach a couple days ago that my, my mother-in-law has lived with me for eight years, and she says it's not possible. I said, yes. She looked at me and she said, I have a newfound respect for you. That's what she said to me. She's my coach and mentor. I said, yes, she has lived with me for seven, eight years. And she goes, how? 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 She kept saying it, how? 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 Now, a lot of us as women will say, oh, please, this is my space. No. No. It's not what it is, my sister, my brother. It's not what it is. A support system is a support system, irrespective of who they are and what they are. For me, my mother-in-law was available. My husband is her only child, okay? And they have lived together all their life. I'm not going to separate them. Why do I need to separate them, really? 
when they can be together looking at themselves. What, do you understand me? So she was a support system. And it meant that I had to give her free hand. When I say free hand, I allow her to do whatever she wants to do. In fact, she was in charge of the kitchen. And some women will frown at her and say, never, this is my kitchen. I am in charge. Excuse me. Does it mean that she's in charge of your kitchen? She will overrule your decisions? Not necessarily. There's what is called being silent and powerful. It's a skill every woman must learn. Where you exercise your authority without raising your voice. It's the highest skill in leadership. I don't need to shout for you to know I am in charge here. I give you 100% free hand. You still know I am in charge here. Oh, yes, it's a skill in leadership. We may need to go and learn that. By the grace of God, I learned it very early. I'm not even sure how I learned it, right? But I just knew that I was very, I was abundantly free with her. I gave her free hand because I knew my children were in her care. I wasn't going to irritate her because she needs to take care of my children for me to have a life to focus. So after that, what I decided to do was apportion my time. The minute I close from my day job, I come back, I make sure the home front is sorted by liaising with her. Once everybody's sleeping from 9 till 12, 1, that's when I do my work, my own justice work. And consistently, I won't lie to you, I did this for four years, consistently, every day. And that leads you to what will make you actually do it is your why. What is driving you? If that why is not strong and solid, you will keep falling by the wayside. Mm. For a lot of us, we become complacent. For me, I knew what was driving me. I come from an average background. When I say average, we, I didn't suffer. We had everything we needed. But it was average because of, you couldn't afford the things that you desire. Mm -hmm. But I told myself, mediocrity will not stay where I am. I must break that jinx. Oh, yes, that's what I said to myself. And if it meant that I had to push, 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 do the abnormal, I was willing to do it. And guys, this is something you must pay attention to. A lot of us are working in patterns from our growing up and we don't know. You think I have a job, I'm comfortable, I don't need to do more. It is, it's most likely a pattern. You probably grew up in a background where your parents had their normal jobs and you had the average things that you needed, so you didn't need to bother. My darling, that's a killer of destiny. Because mediocrity will not allow you actualize your purpose. Mediocrity doesn't help you get that. It's in wanting to be not normal that you begin to see a burst of what is hidden inside of you that begins to pop out. Because even God will give assignment to people who are willing and obedient. And if you are complacent with what you have, how does he know you are going to collect the next one? So you're just looking at yourself, so when this girl is ready, when this guy is ready. So in our generation, I need to speak this to all of us. In order for you to live the life that you really have been called to live, you need a requisite level of hunger. Hunger. Hunger and restlessness to break free. Break free. Normalcy is a shackle holding you down. Let me say that again. Normalcy is a shackle holding you down. Averageness, mediocrity, they're shackles holding you down. Look at, and, and you see, I think the easiest way to know if this is something happening to you is when you close your eyes and look at what your life should be in five years, does it match what you are saying? 
Does it mean the trajectory of which you are going? If it doesn't, it means that you need to step up, step out of it. It means you need to do more. You need to push more. You need to awaken your senses to say, I'm operating at a level beneath or below what I should be doing if what I see is anything to go by. At this level, you will now find that you start pushing beyond whatever seems to be holding you back. So for me, my support system, I made sure it was taken care of, very key. And then my time, I manage my time well. And very importantly, it's good to pray for a partner that understands. Because if your partner does not understand, you'll be frustrated. If your partner doesn't, you know, see, for lack of a better word, what you see mm -hmm. is difficult. So while you are yearning for greater, praying for greater, the first thing you should pray for is for your husband or your wife, as the case may be. And I'll share just a little story with you guys. When my husband wanted to resign from his paid employment, I think the second year after our marriage, I was agitated. I was angry. I was, I was so angry. I'm like, that's so selfish of you. You want to resign. So who will take care of the bills? Da, 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 da. I kept shouting and shouting and shouting. But you see, the man had seen something that did not match his reality. I've seen that if he sat in his job, his life would be crippled. He had seen a pattern in debt of break, but I wasn't understanding it. I was fighting him. And that was, going to, that was going to be happening to a lot of you who your spouses don't understand where you're going. So you owe it to yourself to begin to pray to God to break them so that they can see. Because even when you try to explain with your mouth, if you try to logically explain it, a lot of times it does not make sense. So for me, I think I got to a point where I got tired of shouting and fighting him because his mind was made up. I just let him say, you know what, whatever it is, let it work, let it be. And I'm looking at it five years down the line and I'm saying to myself, God, I'm grateful that this guy resigned. Because if he hadn't resigned, we would be worse off than we were. Now it looks like, oh, we are going somewhere because he saw this vision a long time ago. And that's what may be happening to you right now, but because your spouse may not see it, they're not understanding it, they're stifling you, and you, you begin to get bitter. Stop getting bitter. Start praying that God will open their eyes to see what you are seeing. And once there's that alignment, you find that it's easy for you to really move. For me, my husband understood that ah, this thing in this woman is her own. That's what God has put in her to make her blue, as the case may be, if that's the right language to use, right? And he started supporting me. He started supporting me like he stood solidly behind me. And so these are things that has really, really helped me manage all the different areas of my life. So that even Saturdays when I'm supposed to be at home with the family and I say to him, I need to be in a training, he's speaking this, he says, okay, go, we'll stay with the children. You know, that sort of support, it is necessary. And I cannot thank God enough, at least for blessing me with my husband that understands this, you know, area of my life. Right. So, yeah, that's just what I want to share. Thank you very much for telling that story, because I believe a lot of people will be able to relate to that story that you have, you have just said. And it's really, really important. It's important to sit down and have those conversations early so that everybody knows the direction that they are going to in the relationship. Thanks for that. So now let's go back to let's go to a, a different side of um, the conversation. Right. You've had this conversation. You've started and you're making progress, but you're not making as much progress as you want to make. Let's say you've started the business or you started the site hustle, whatever it is, I don't know, um, selling umbrellas for want of a better thing. You don't have a website. You don't have following. How do you begin to make sales quickly? 
what are the steps you need to things you need to do to make sales when you are just starting off fantastic and here 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 i'm just going to be very honest with a lot of you you don't start today and blow tomorrow it's not going to work anybody who sells that to you is lying because in any industry you enter into people must at least know you don't like you don't trust you before they begin to do business with you. That means there's a part, there's a time of your business where you would solely be giving value. And when I say value, I'm not talking about haphazard value. I'm saying go all the way in. If you want to go fast in any industry, go all the way in. Meaning, don't just put the picture of the umbrella and say, umbrella, 10,000 naira, come and buy. It's not going to work. You're going to spend a lot of time. Nobody will pay attention to you. What you must first do is look at the industry you are getting into. Who are the top 10, top 20? What are they doing to get attention? You must go in like a kingpin. A kingpin is like an eagle. He goes, he surveys to look for what he wants to target and he targets it. That's how you must go in, especially in this digital era. There's already a footprint, a track record of how to do things that work. You don't need to re, you don't need to, what's the word, start all over. Just reinvent the wheel. When I say, sorry, we don't need to reinvent the wheel. Look at what works and emulate, not imitate. There are two things. Imitation is copy. Emulate is bringing your personality or your tweak or your style with what works in the industry. And so when you identify the top 20 or top 15 or top 10 colors, as the case may be, pardon me, I need to quickly use the lights. I hope that's okay. That's okay. So immediately you find out who these top 10 are in your industry, the next thing to begin to do is start identifying what they are doing that is giving them a level of traction in your industry. The minute you begin to identify what they are doing, what will now begin to happen to you is you will now start seeing the kind of conversations you should have with people of, you know, with your customers that will give you an edge you will begin to see the kind of content you should use. You begin to see the kind of pitches you should use. You begin to identify these things very clearly so that because you are new, it now feels as though, ah, this person understands what's going on in this industry. Customers begin to gravitate towards you. The next thing to now do after you have gotten that hook, the next thing to do is create a budget for marketing. People start businesses with no budget for marketing, meaning how do I get to know you? You are new, meaning people must know you. Sponsored ad, there's Instagram, there's Facebook, there's LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a bit expensive, so you may want to stick with Instagram and Facebook, depending on who your target audience is. Run sponsored ad with valuable information. When I say valuable information, when you start newly, a short video like, hi, my name is Just eBay, and I am the founder of Umbrellas.com. Here, we're producing customized umbrellas to shield you from rain and still give you an image that looks classy, so that when you step into arenas, people begin to identify that, oh, this person is this, this, this. A simple short video telling us who you are, what you do, why people should follow you and say, if this sounds interesting, follow this page. We have so many good things in stock for you. Or you can say, for the first 50 people, we have a small gift that we want to give those first 50 people. Do it as sponsored ad. Let people run and follow the page. Let people want to know what is going on here. And when you are doing that video, do it with a burst of energy. I'm saying, when you are starting a business or something that you are passionate about, it's a burst of energy 
energy that is different from when you go to a job. Except, of course, you're very passionate about your job. There are two things. So let that burst of energy be revealed when you are doing your video. Every time you do a video trying to sell your product and services, what people buy first is the energy. Your energy is contagious. Your energy can either attract or repel. So an energy that attracts is the vivacious one. Even if you don't feel like smiling, the world wants to see you. So how do you want the world to see and accept you? Put that energy inside. If you need to dance, sober dance, so that your energy level is up before you do the video, do it. Once you do that, run sponsored ads to it. Once you run sponsored ads to it, you must have a follow-up system. A follow-up system so that the subsequent days, what would you be posting on that page that will keep people engaged? And I know that because you have a job, you may be busy and not have time to run the page, hire a social media manager or a virtual assistant. These guys can work on your page, with your page, from anywhere in the world. Have them put out content for you two or three times a day. Listen, it's important to know also that in the social space, if you know you want to build traction very quickly, engagement is important. Except, of course, you are just there to create a sales funnel and drive people to your sales funnel and make your money. There are different business models. There are business models where you build authority and you make money. There are other business models where you just create your sales pages and sales funnels and you just send traffic to your sales funnels, which is what a lot of these foreign celebrities do. They are not necessarily interested in posting three times a day. They just create a fantastic product, create a sales page, drive traffic to it, and they keep making money on the go. Okay? So figure out what your business model wants, what your, you want your business model to be, and then replicate this. But I dare say that there's a bigger goal in life than making money. You must understand. Mm -hmm. The reason why you want to start another business or identify your passion is not just because money is there to be made. Yep. It's because their destiny is dependent on you. I say this a lot to people. Once you know that there's a life dependent on you, you will never joke with your voice. And you see, I came to that realization after I started the You Are Called program, the spiritual program. And the kind of testimonials or testimonies I'm getting from that program, I'm beginning to ask God, so God, if I did not resign, that means these lives would have just been wasted. Now, someone particularly was at the verge of committing suicide and joined that program and he's restored. Like you listen to those kind of testimonies and you're saying, there are lives that are tied to obedience. I'm telling you. The minute you come to that realization, it's no longer about money. Because listen, money chases value. The value can be spiritual or carnal, whatever it is. Money chases value. There's no how you disseminate value repeatedly that after a while, it will not come back to you in form of money, influence, fame, power, as the case may be. So yeah, those are practical steps. The next thing to do, I mentioned videos. The next thing to do is Seek collaborations. When you start, don't, your mindset is very important as a startup. It's too important. And for those who are going to be listening to this, I think you should go to um, this website, tasafrica.com. T-A-A-S, africa.com. What we're doing is gathering startups Sorry, across just, Africa, um, just, right? Can you say that again? When you start, your mindset, TAS, T-A-A-S, africa.com. Right? Yes, go ahead. C-A-A-S, africa.com. Good. Let them just go to that website and, you know, read about it, join the waitlist, some pay. 
it's important as a startup. Mm -hmm. As startups, your mindset is too important. When you come into an industry newly, there's a tendency for you to look at yourself as I'm not good enough. All these people have been there before me. What am I going to do that's going to make any difference? That mindset is what we are set to change in Africa. Because that thing you carry, if it doesn't come out, a part of Africa will never change. That's why you cannot afford to look at yourself as I am just a bloody startup. No influencer will pay attention to me. You are the influencer. Our job is to pump you up so much so that you see what you carry and see the correlation of what you carry with the industry that we are in or with the continent that we are in or with the economy that we live in. The minute you begin to see the relevance, you don't look at yourself at the mercy of others. You carry yourself as a potential partner. So a startup can walk up to me and say, hi, madam, I like what you do. I have this business idea. I think we should partner. Because he's coming with a level of confidence that he knows what he carries. And so even if I'm tempted to go and look at this page and say, how many followers do you have? There's a level of confidence that will make you speak to somebody and the person will look beyond the canalities, the followers, the likes and comments and say, I see something that nobody else sees. Let us do this partnership. But first, you must see it in your mind. If you don't see it in your mind, you don't rise to that level. And until you rise to that level, the world does not accept you as that person. So you see why this mindset is very important if you are going to move or diversify or start something new, right? And yeah. in, in, um, in, in the association, I think that's what we're doing for the first month of joining the association. We're dealing with mindset. Pumping them up. Pumping our startups up. Go in. Take over. Conquer. Right? So yeah, once... You do that collaboration. Seek to collaborate with people who are already doing good things in your industry, whether complementary um, things or you know um, complementary things or opposite things. Let their audience be exp be exposed to their audience so that they can know you. And sometimes it's going to cost you money. Be willing to pay the price so that you can get exposure really quickly and your expertise can be seen. Okay. So I think um, these are practical steps. Another step to actually take is live videos on your page live videos live videos when you go live people can smell your confidence they can smell your genuity they can smell your they can smell the viability of your product from the way you talk about it because nobody's going to market it more than you it doesn't matter who what influencer you pay if your energy level does not portray your product the way it should be portrayed listen no influencer will market it better than you it's like you're listening to me today. There's nobody that will listen to this video and will not say, who is this woman? And will want to check me out. It's not possible. You will check me out. Why? Because I'm carrying the message with a level of passion that is contagious. And the minute you contact it, it begins to go, 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 go. And that's how you must carry your business. I know you may not have the kind of energy that I have. I wasn't always like this. I grew. And in growing, every day you come to the realization of what you carry. Your confidence level grows. You know, you don't see yourself as you don't, it's not pride though. You begin to see yourself the way Jesus or, or Jesus sees you, or your creator sees you. You you it's, it's shoulder pads, spiritual shoulder pad. You speak with a level of confidence and authority. You know, that commands result and attention in the marketplace where you want to operate. Yeah, so these are practical steps that you can use to get more people to see your products and give you money for your products. Thank you. That's, in fact, I think everyone is overloaded with the knowledge that you're packing into this 
edition, guys. So um, please make sure you check just eBay's page out. I'll leave all the all the links in the show notes and in the, and on the page. So please check her out. One more thing. We're in 2020. We've started a new decade. I know you had a program, uh, a, a program recently about repositioning for 2020. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? You've, you've already given us extensive information about the mindset and whatnot. But for 2020, how should people, what outlook should people be having now to make sure that they are maximizing and utilizing the opportunities that are evident even in the midst of the crisis that seems to be nineteen. So <laughs> yes. guys, 2020 is the year of the shift. Mm-hmm. 2020 is the year of a realignment. 2020 is the year God is picking people and announcing them. 2020 is the year where God is making the foolish things of the world, I mean, using the foolish things to compound the wise. Meaning, you will see somebody who, of very, very not, you know, you just see them move and they are coming to the front. 2020 is the year where God is looking for people who are going to co labor with Him to carry an agenda beyond them. Let me take that again. 2020 is the year God is looking for co laborers eh, that will partner with Him to carry an agenda beyond them. Just in case you don't know, the world is governed by God. The Bible says the earth is the Lord and its fullness thereof. If COVID-19 has taught us nothing, it has taught us that we are nothing without God. Allah. So all those people who say it is, they don't believe in God. So how do you think, or what's going on on the earth? Can you explain it? <laughs> you know, so COVID-19 has taught us that we are ruled by a sovereign, like by a, uni, by, by a sovereign being. A, a, a supernatural sovereign being. And that sovereign brain is saying, you see, human race, you have done what you want to do for so long. It's my turn. If you want to partner with me, step in here. If you don't want to partner with me, I'll throw you out. That's what's going on. I must be very honest with you. So you will find that people who are erupting are co-laborers. They carry a vision beyond themselves. So that means that business that you do, that idea that you have, Start thinking about how lives are going to change with it. Because if it's about you and your immediate family and the money you're going to use to eat, see, you're not going to be a monk. Please listen to my words carefully. I hope it sinks inside those, of those who are listening. If that thing you want to do, you have not seen how it is going to impact people's lives. Eh? I'm saying people's lives. You have not hit it. If all you see is how will I make money, I, 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 you have not hit it. Because your goals will not become too small for God to handle. It's not being sorry, why am I thinking about what this man and his family will eat when there are millions of lives that are waiting and I need somebody who would help those millions of lives. And that's why the scripture says, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the fruit of the land. My brothers and sisters, that's what's going on now. The willing and obedient people are the ones who are going to enter front and eat that fruit that you are saying. But those willing and obedient people must see beyond themselves. So think about people not as transactions, but as people. And that's why, that's what you must begin to do. And that's really what Repositioning 2020 is about. We begin to help you look inside, to identify you and what you should be doing to take over, to, to, to dominate. 
The goal of Repositioning 2020 is to help us fulfill Genesis 1 mandate, go into the world, be fruitful, multiple, and take dominion. You can't take dominion serving your personal agenda. You can only take dominion, identifying what is inside of you, and turning that thing into a tool that would impact lives of several thousands, millions, and billions of people, depending on what your capacity is. So that's really what Repositioning 2020 is. We're on, a, we're on a mission to build an army of soldiers of people who will go into the world and take territories, take territories, and say, you see, I'm in fashion business. Can I come into fashion and revolutionize culture? Can I come into fashion and make decency the new cool? Can I come into business and make Holy Spirit the new cool? You know, I, I mean, that's one of the things I stand for. I'm a business coach, but you know, I found that in my business coaching now, I'm leading people to the source, the Holy Spirit. Because when you have the Holy Spirit, you enter into a realm of supernatural ideas and strategies. What will take people one year will take you one night to just sit to the Holy Spirit. Is that not bliss? Mm -hmm. So yes, I can teach you business strategies, but imagine I'm leading you to the source. Because every time I come on a show, come on a program, come on an interview, come on a coaching session, I first sit with the Holy Spirit and say, what am I going to dis um, discuss with this person? So when the ideas begin to come out, I say, ha, this woman is very brilliant. I'm sorry, it's coming from the source. You too can have that source. So God is looking for people who will enter into the industries carrying an agenda that represents him. Yes, you are doing your business, selling clothes, selling shoes, selling bags. But what's the undergy agenda? You are in fashion. Is it to bring people's self-confidence up? You are in skincare. Is it to bring people's self-esteem up? You are in, um, what's the word, toys. Is it to restore marriages? There's a lot going on. And in English, what this means is identifying the intrinsic needs of your customers. Ah, a little deep gone. Intrinsic <laughs> needs. Intrinsic needs. So I'm buying a hair. I'm not buying the hair because the hair is fine. I'm buying the hair because there's something inside of me that this hair will satisfy. But to you, the seller, until you know that thing inside of me that this hair satisfies, you can't speak to that side of me ever. So you keep selling the extrinsic need, but I will keep going to somebody else that satisfies the intrinsic need. That person, if that person starts your hair business, will take your customer away from you one million times. So repositioning is identifying those things that makes you really the person that the customer runs to, runs to, positions you as an authority, as an influencer. When I say influencer, it's not one million followers. Influencer is not one million followers. Influencer is somebody who has the ability to contact you and your life begins to change positively. You see, so that's really what Revolution in 2020 is about. Brilliant, thank you. We're about rounding up now. We're getting close to the finish line and we're getting ready for our, our pop quiz. The number one thing that will stop someone from launching out, stepping into the deep, is the fear of the unknown. Mm. Not everyone is deep spiritually. Not everyone has gotten there. So how do they get the confidence, the, the, the drive to just do it even with the fear? So the first thing I would usually say to people is, when you don't have in-depth knowledge about the subject matter, fear is inevitable. I mean, 
I have a friend who says to me that if she does not understand something, she, she will not be able to do it. So for her, the key to killing fear is understanding it in depth. So if you find yourself, I'm not sure, I'm scared, go and understand it. Read about it. Exhaust what there is to know about it. When I first started doing sales, I was a junkie. Oh no, I was a junkie. Because at the time, sales was not rampant in the markets. You know, everybody was not reading. People were not really sales coaches in Nigerian terrain. And so I was reading, like everything I was reading. So when I opened my mouth, even me, I'll be confident in what I'm saying. Because I know it can give results. So read exhaustively. Pack the knowledge. Gather the information. Sleep it, read it, it. So that as it becomes one with you, your confidence level begins to grow. But most importantly, test your proof of concept. Because when you test your proof of concept and you find that it works, it gives you leverage to jump. Case in point, before I started coaching, I said, this thing that I know, I'm going to carry 20 women for free. I will coach them for one month. Because I wanted to see whether I can actually help people's business. And I did it for one month, darling. And people were getting results. Businesses were better. You know, I was, in less than two weeks, things were happening. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So this thing you want to do works. At the end of that one month, I moved my price to 10,000 Naira. Three people from that group paid. And that's how we started spreading. By three months later, it became 50,000. By seven months later, it became 150. You know, the more you do it and you're seeing the results, it gives you a confidence to get into the market and actually do it and charge for it. So yes, test your proof of concept. Learn, learn, learn as much as you can learn about it. It will most likely, come, it will most likely um, stifle the fear that you're feeling. Great. Thank you so much just for coming today. It's been a pleasure having you. I hope you'll come back Thank next you. time. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, you heard it all. Like I said, all her notes, all the information about reaching out to just just and her um and her company and all the things that she does, especially the African startup that's about to start. Please join the waiting list. You know that there's a lot of goodies in there. Especially you want to be there from the beginning when we start talking about the mind shift because mindset is so important. Right, exactly. If you don't get the mind right, somewhere along the line you will fall off because yeah. some things are not right. So please go and join the waiting list. You'll find the link at them below and then just start running. I'm so glad you came along. All right, so just before we go, we're going to do our, our pop quiz. Just you only have to, you only get the chance to answer with one word. So let's go for it. Favorite food? Okay. Rice. Favorite color? Orange. Would you take a smoothie or a salad? Smoothie. Would you walk in the morning or walk in the evening? Morning. A jog or yoga? Jog. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. So people have gotten to know you just a little bit more in a few seconds. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. I had thank fun. you. I had thank so you. Fun. Thank you. Okay. So guys, um, thank you for listening to this episode of the 247 Girl Boss podcast. Um, if you do have any questions or you want to reach it just or you have any other topics you'd like us to talk about, please let me know as well. Hit me on the um, send me an email. Don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the podcast um, when you get the link. Um, thank you very much for listening. See you later. Thank you. Bye-bye. 
Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate and review the episode on Apple Podcasts. It helps other women that need the podcast find it more easily. There are two ways to keep in touch with us. First off, you can connect with us on Instagram at 247girlboss. And the second is why not sign up for our newsletter and be the first to know about guest giveaways and discounts. Also, you'll get tips and resources to help you build the careers that you love. So see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.